Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. This is episode 164. Happy New Year. I can't think of a better way to start off 2019 than diving into some servant leadership and sharing the stories of those folks that are making a difference out there in their communities. You know, thank you for all the support and following us at sdriseup.com as well as, you know, on social media and all those channels. It's just been incredible and a privilege and my honor to lead these conversations over the last three years. We have an excellent guest in studio on a topic that's really, really important, and it's quite timely, actually. We're, we're going to be talking about nutrition and diet and what we put into our mouth, what we're putting into our system that keeps us all going. Um, so I have registered dietitian Michelle Abbey in studio with me. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Thanks for being here. I know you have a very busy schedule, so thanks for spending time with us. Yes. And folks, what you may not know, so Michelle is the other half of our beloved friend, Derek Abbey, who guest hosts for me from times, and he's been on the show multiple times, and he's just an awesome guy, and is a leader in the veteran space, um, and currently with San Diego State and the Travis Manion Foundation, just an awesome, awesome guy. So it's great to get his wife, Michelle, in here with us. So Michelle, thank you for being here. Thank you. So... Let's back up a second. So, you know, dietitian, you've been doing this for a few years, but we were doing something entirely before. You know, what's what's your background? Where are you from? Where'd you go to school? Sure. I am originally from South Louisiana. South Louisiana. Okay. <laughs> All right. A Southern girl. I like yes, it. I'm an Asian Cajun. And, Asian uh, <laughs> Cajun. I think that is a first. All right. Hashtag Asian Cajun, Kayla. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I grew up in South Louisiana. I uh, went to LSU. I was a psychology major. Okay. And uh, I moved here about 12 years ago and got into the finance industry. <laughs> really? Okay. So psychology degree <laughs> and then go into finance. Okay. Like, hmm, let me see if I can make an impact in that industry. <laughs> And uh, several years in, into that work, uh, you know, I actually had a few people mention to me, you know, you should be a dietitian because it was it was always my hobby. Nutrition was my hobby. You know, I loved researching all the, the diets online and, and that sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> so you're just naturally like, you know, drawn to being healthy, very active person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And um, I was nominated as a nutrition delegate to my uh, nutrition my, delegate. <laughs> to my wellness, Sounds quite formal. <laughs> my wellness committee at work, and one day. And this I, is in the in this is in the in financial the company. Industry, okay, right? got it. <laughs> and uh, one day I decided, you know, I should be a dietitian. And um, I went embarked on this journey to uh, then get a nutrition degree uh, because I was an arts major before. So now I had to do all the science classes. Oh, wow. Where did you go to school? Uh, I, well, I started over at Miracosta and then yep. uh, finished uh, at University of Alabama. Wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Got it. So, um, and then after that, you have to apply for and complete an internship. That's usually about mm -hmm. a year. I did a distance internship, so I was all over the place. Louisiana, uh, East Coast in Boston, uh, Virginia. Uh, it, was, wow. it was a lot of fun. And then some in, in San Diego and Carlsbad, too. And, okay. Uh, it, was, it was quite the road trip. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. And then after that, I, um, you have to take your board exam. And uh, right. I passed the first try, thank goodness. Yes. And here I am, dietitian. Here you are, dietitian. Okay, so very important. You know, one of the things that I shared with you is, you know, earlier this week I stepped on the scale and I saw a new number for the first time was like, oh man, 
all right, we, we got a course correct here. And I'm sure I'm not alone with that, you know, and we're, we're starting 2019, we're starting a new year. And a lot of folks get excited, like, oh, this is the year I'm going to do it, right? You know, why is this so important to you? Why, why are you passionate about this? I want, um, I want everyone to lead the most fulfilling life that they possibly can. Mm. And to do that... Uh, I believe it's really important to be as healthy as possible <laughs> um, to, to live out your life, because if you're living out an extremely unhealthy life, then it you know, may not be as fun. And what you put into your body is going to have a huge impact on that. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I think that that makes nutrition extremely important. And have you always been, I mean, were you a young kid, like, I got to eat healthy? Like, where did this kind of spark from? Right. As a young kid, no. Uh, growing up in South Louisiana. <laughs> you know, just going, just going to, like, crawfish boils. Everything's fried, scattered, covered, smothered. <laughs> it's all really good. Yep. And it wasn't until I entered college and... Um, Somehow I started going to the gym. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. And I started teaching group exercise classes. Okay. And when you start doing a lot of that, um, it, I guess naturally you just start getting interested in, in healthy eating too. Yeah. So um, I did a lot of what I thought was healthy eating. Okay, sure. <laughs> Some were, guessing. Oh, yes. And there were a lot of, you know, the, the crazy crash diets and, and that yep. sort of thing, um, eventually leading me to... to in my dietitian career. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And, you know, so here we are, your dietitian. What, what do you want to see people start to take on for themselves? So a lot of people will come to me because they want to um, make changes in their, their life, you know, to, to lead a healthier lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I often hear the statement, I know what to do. <laughs> right. We all know what to do. I just got to do it. Right. <laughs> and so the last thing that I want when clients come to me is to tell them what to do. As <laughs> they've been told all their lives what yeah. to do. It's getting them to do it. That's the, the issue. And that's what they need help with. And so I think it's really important that before you even embark on your goals to assess your mindset. Hmm. I think mindset has everything to do with your success. Uh, it has everything to do with uh, your health, whether it be bad or good. Right. Um, and then as far as the behaviors to, to take on, I think one of the most important things is to, you know, I see an increasing amount of people eating most of their meals outside of the home. Sure. And On the go. <laughs> right. Yeah. And while... There is a way that maybe that can be done and still still be healthy. For most of us, we're going to make a lot of choices that are unhealthy. And so I think it's really important to try to make more food at home and mm. to eat more out of the home, even if you're bringing that food out and eating it out, um, right. that, it, that it actually comes from the home so that you know what's going into your food. You can control how much of it you put in there. And you have a, you know, closer relationship to that food because you worked hard to make it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's something that we're trying to do more of this year is, is more home cooking. Um, I want to back up, though, just a minute. You know, looking at the mindset piece, you know, how would you get people in touch with their mindset around food or the beliefs that they have around food? Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the first things, uh, with my clients is I ask them is, okay, well, 
what brings you here? <laughs> and usually they're going to, they're going to tell me a goal. Um, a lot of times they're going to tell me a problem and I want to take that problem, um, which oftentimes will sound like something negative. And I want to turn it into a positive by saying, okay, well, what's your goal? What is it we're moving towards? So many of us, I think, start to focus on moving away from something bad. I think uh, it's important to instead maybe focus on moving towards something good. And, you know, that's already one shift in mindset is where we're moving something towards something positive. Uh, second is really evaluating why it is you want to do uh, what you want to do. A lot of times I think people come in with goals that they think they want because someone else told them that that's what right. they should do. Right. <laughs> Very often. Yeah. Um, so it's really trying to get in touch with what is it that you really want? What is it you want out of life? What kind of life do you want to live? What is right. your value system? Right. So, uh, um, you know, and some people don't realize that it takes some work to even get to that answer. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you get to that answer, well, how do you want to go about it? Because there's a million different ways right. to go about it. Right. And there are is you a trying way. to be a pro triathlete <laughs> at 50 or are you just trying to be an active parent? Right. How do you and what and what are you willing to do? I can tell you what to do all day long. That doesn't even matter because what right. are you willing to do? <laughs> That's right. what I want to know. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I look at my my own life experience, you know, and you know, growing up in the Northeast in the 80s, it was like, we didn't really know what carbs and proteins and that stuff was. It was just kind of like, okay, there was food. And okay, we grew up on a budget. So, you know, it was probably the inexpensive stuff, which probably wasn't great for you. And then it was, food kind of became this like celebration and reward. Like, oh, you got good grades. Let's go out for pizza. Or, you know, you had a good game. Let's go get ice cream cones. Stuff like that, you know, and it's like, I'm cognizant of that now as an adult, but it's like that shaped things early on with how I kind of related to food, you know, and I have to be responsible now, like, okay, we did well in business or, you know, my family celebrating something like, it doesn't mean you need to go out and get pizza or something Correct. like that, you know? <laughs> but absolutely. A lot of us use food for celebration. Um, you know, it's a part of a, all of our social events. Yeah. Um, and there is a strong psychological relationship with, with food. Yeah. And, and it's not necessarily bad, but I'm sure, you know, what there's a balance there. Exactly. You know, um, you know, and then, and then the other thing is, like you said, is getting clear on what you want and don't want. You know, being a young dad, I have no desire to go win a physique competition. I literally want to look good in my clothes, not feel embarrassed with my shirt off at the beach, and be able to chase some kids and a wife around. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I'm clear on that, mm -hmm. which I think is pretty good. And that is that is good, because <laughs> a lot of us aren't even really clear on well, yeah, exactly yeah. what it is we want. Right, right. So... So I get that. So, so looking at analyzing the beliefs and then getting clear on what people want, mm -hmm. you know, and then you mentioned eating more and, and making more food at home. Yes. Right. Yes. I, I, I think that's important. I'm kind of discovering that newly myself. <laughs> Absolutely. Even, you know, I, one of my recently, one of my new services mm -hmm. is a personal, personal shopper and meal prepper. Wow. <laughs> so Great. I, uh, yeah. you know, one of the things that I do currently is I lead these meal prep sessions to help mm -hmm. teach people how to do meal prep. Yep. But I will say that in several of my sessions, I've had clients say, well, you know what I really want? I really want you to just come in here and just cook it for me. 
<laughs> I hear you. And you know, some people, they just, um, they hate cooking. <laughs> they just can't stand yep. it. But yeah. they want to eat more food out of the home. So, hey, I will do that for you if you need that. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. And what is, what's your website, Michelle? Uh, it's at michelleabbyrd.com. Uh, and that's Michelle, two E's, two L's, A-B-B-E-Y-R-D.com. Great. Thank you for that. And we'll actually, we'll have all that stuff up on the Rise Up website and get everything out. So why is it that you believe cooking in the home is more important than out? Yes. So most often, um, Mm -hmm. uh, the food that we eat out is going to contain a ton of calories. uh, And I'm talking healthy food and unhealthy food. (laughs) Really? Because, uh, you know... um, Restaurants, they want to make money and yep. they're competing with each other. Sure. So often, especially in our country, it's all about offering more, getting your, mm. your bang for your buck. Oh, gosh, so. that's a whole other conversation, but <laughs> so, the supersized right. economy and mentality. Yes. Do we really need a so, 80 ounces of soda? Right. So you're going to get a lot at one time, uh, yeah. you know, no matter what kind of restaurant, uh, for, for the most part, most places. And if we are not uh, really good at d- dividing that up into certain amounts of calories, then uh, we're going to overeat. And we've also conditioned ourselves, especially when we eat out a lot, to, you know, clean our plate. And so our serving size is whatever we're served. And we've lost, we've lost. Gosh, clean plate club. Yes. We've right lost. there. My grandfather from the Great Depression. You weren't allowed to get up until it was yeah. gone. Praying so, the dog would walk by so I could just right. throw the gristle to and him. And in that time, that was fine because you weren't getting enough food as it is. Right. So it was okay to clean your plate. Now we have way too much access to food. Yeah. And so we're losing connection with our fullness cues. So our fullness even, cues. We don't even know when we're full. Hashtag anymore. fullness yeah. cues. <laughs> it's just, it's there. Let's eat it, you know? And, uh, you know, when it comes to sugar, the more you oh, have, gosh. the more you want. So again, you can't, you're not paying attention to when you're really full. I mean, yeah. how often have you gotten to an end of a meal? You're really full, but you're like, man, ice cream sounds really good right now. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, thousands. <laughs> <laughs> so when we cook at home, you know, we get to see what what is going into our food. We get to, the, most importantly, we're controlling our portions. We can control yeah. how much goes into yep. each meal. And, um, you know, as far as what you're putting into your food, another thing that happens with restaurant meals, and I've worked in several restaurants, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially nice, <laughs> some nice restaurants, before food comes out, <laughs> what do we do to make it look really pretty and glisten in the light? <laughs> right. We put a little spread of oil on top <laughs> and while you know some olive oil and avocado oil and, and that type of stuff is good for you uh too much of it there's always too much of a good thing yeah. so that's just adding more calories to your food so but we don't know that we see this beautiful grilled fish on vegetables and we're like oh this is a low calorie meal and sometimes it may be sometimes it may not be <laughs> but right. if you're cooking at home you'll know right because you made it and you know what you put you know in. how it's prepared you know how it's processed correct wow correct. wow okay talk about fullness cues what is <laughs> a bigger fella? I, I could I need to learn this. What does that look like? So, so uh, we actually have hormones uh, that uh, can control our, our hunger and uh, and fullness. Um, and so, you know, one hormone kind of goes into into action to to make you hungry, to make you eat. And then, uh, whenever you're eating, uh, a lot of times, especially protein and, and fat. 
will help to send signals through your stomach saying, mm-hmm. hey, I've had enough, I'm full. Now, it takes a little time for those signals to get to your brain. Like the 10-minute thing about yeah, right? Yeah, 10, 20 minutes. Okay. Up to 20 minutes, which is why you hear a lot of advice that you should eat slowly. Okay. <laughs> um, Give time, give yourself time to for those fullness cues to reach you. So if you're a fast eater, um, then the, you know. Yeah, but I have to raise your, my hand. Guilty the, is that one. And I in mean, the clean your plate club, then yeah, you you, you know that's. Oh my, I'm getting like all these waves <laughs> of like my beliefs around food and stuff, and I'm like, the younger brother, the youngest cousin. If I didn't eat fast, it'd be taken off my plate. Oh yes, right. Competition. Oh my gosh. I've even had a couple of business partners like, hey, we're in a business meeting. Slow down. Don't eat my hand. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Well, and that's another thing that really affects us is our schedules now. So we only, you know, we have certain times that we can eat and, mm. you know, we're aware of that. So it's like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to eat for another five hours. I better shovel it in right now and make up for, you right. know, I don't Load care if I'm calories. full. I'm eating more right now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you instead just try to pay attention uh, to when you're hungry and full um, and how hungry I am, how full I am which takes some time and takes some work. Cause again, we're really de- yep. deconditioned <laughs> against those things. Um, there it's amazing when you actually start to notice, Oh, I'm actually full right now. And while I am craving ice cream, I'm really, I, you know, I'm full. Like, yeah. wow, that's, pre- that's a pretty amazing thing to notice when you can actually notice and, and be like, no, I actually don't need food right now. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again, those cues and listening to listening to your body. Mm-hmm. Talk to us some more about you know the mindset and being being appreciative and being grateful for what we have. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, so. You know, I dabble a little bit in positive psychology. I and, subscribe uh, to that same book. Yes, and uh, and you know, it's uh, it's out there. The research is out there that uh, having a positive outlook is going to to lead to better health, um, a sense of purpose, and uh, you know, one of the things that you read a lot about in positive psychology is is gratitude uh, and developing that attitude of gratitude. I think is so important. Um, because, you know, it's, it's all, it's all relative. We all have what we have. Some of us have more, some of us have less, but we all have something to be grateful here for. We're all here. You're right. <laughs> so, we're all here. Yeah. And we're in this country and we have with a, so many resources. Yes, we have a million things to be grateful for. And so just to focus on that and to focus on the gratitude and appreciate what it is you have is, is so important. Uh, yeah. And I think that that helps you to, to put you in a mindset of of positivity and and purpose and um, you know being more motivated to working to, to move towards something something greater. Right. What are what are some parting words and thoughts that you want our network and and listeners to take away from this conversation? Okay. Um, I think that, you know, when approaching your your health and wellness goals, um, look at four different things. Uh, Nutrition first, of course. (laughs) I'm biased. And then uh, second, movement. Uh, Movement is also really important. We don't all have to be triathletes and powerlifters, but we do need to get around day to day for the rest of our lives. So if you want to be able to do that, you do have to continue to move in whatever way makes you happy. And uh, third, it's um, about connection. Connection with yourself, connection to others, uh, connection with the natural world. Uh, And then lastly, always keep in check your mindset. 
um, think positive, um, you know, move towards love, uh, and don't uh, react out of fear. Michelle, those are all great words to live by. You know, folks, super grateful and appreciative for Michelle Abbey. Thank you for coming on. Welcome to the Rise Up Network. Folks, you're going to want to go to Michelle's website. If you're driving, pull over. Don't text this to yourself. Be safe. <laughs> or just stop. <laughs> but it's michelleabbeyrd.com, and that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-A-B-B-E-Y-R-D.com. Um, Michelle's a registered dietitian. This conversation has been amazing. Now is the time, whether you're 82, 32, or eight, it's time to be mindful and start educating yourself around diet and nutrition and get just get in tune with your body and what works for you and what doesn't work for you and start being a little bit more responsible and being a little bit more grateful. You've been listening to the Rise Up Network. This is James Carmody. Get out there and rise up. <laughs> <laughs>